feel like somebody stuck a big club up my ass, and it hurts. Do you get movies lately? I saw a couple. What do you see? Give me. Um, I saw. Well, this one was like okay. Yeah. I saw. I saw the 2012 Les Misérables. Oh, okay. Um, I had seen it like around. I think we saw, or at least we saw some of it, because we read some of the book in school. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, because the book is like, like fifteen hundred pages. Mm-hmm. And I think we saw excerpts of the movie. Not me. It was look in my French class, okay, okay whichever okay. one it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story, like the story in Les Misérables, is great. It's like a, it's a good story. I Do guess. the review in French. Uh, je comprends. <laughs> je je connais les raisons que. Um, Qu'est-ce que c'est? <laughs> Omelette du fromage. Listen, um, it's okay. It's whatever. This is the problem with the movie is that the 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 book is like or like the and the story of Les Misérables is like an epic, mm-hmm. and it's about all these different things, redemption and. And and whatever other cool themes that people like in movies, um, but then this movie is like it's like two and a half hours. It it feels like it just kind of skims the surface. Also, the movie does the thing where everybody has to sing all the time. It's a musical, like, but it's not like a musical because well, it's like a, it is a musical. But it's like they also do sing-song dialogue. So it's like, oh. hello, prisoner 24601. <laughs> and it's like maybe like 5 or 4% of the dialogue is just uh, spoken normally. Mm-hmm. And then when that happens, I'm like, wow, what if the rest of the movie was like that? Like most of the singing is fine. Like Hugh Jackman's good. Um, Russell Crowe is whatever. I, I apparently people really hated him, but I thought he was just mediocre. It's just when everybody's singing, you kind of get into the flow of it. It's just okay, it's just an okay movie. It also has that fucking like 2012 era, and I said this for Doctor Parnassus, where it's like it's too zoomed in, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, is this trying to lend a degree of realism? I don't know, but that that choice has already aged poorly mm-hmm. ten years on. Uh, would I recommend it? Uh, there's probably a better adaptation somewhere. I haven't seen any, but go go see your high school put on Les Misérables. Like probably a recorded be more, play. Yeah, it'd yeah. probably be more better. What else? Um, I saw Singing in the Rain again. Again? Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> You're a bit of a rainhead. Um, <laughs> I'm something of a rainhead myself. Yeah, it's a great movie. You know what? I'll say um, great picture, five bags. <laughs> Uh, my favorite part is the part is the dream sequence in the middle that really doesn't have anything to do with the film. Mm-hmm. It's like they're rewriting the movie, and he's like, "Okay, so this is the sequence I want to do because they filmed the scenes in ancient in, during the French Revolution, so they're like, but they're rejigging the movie so that they can have some modern dance numbers." And then there's just a sequence where Gene Kelly's like this Broadway guy, and he or like he's just he's this newcomer, and he's. He's wearing glasses. He's all spiffied up. And then he goes to a speakeasy. Then he meets this lady. And then he becomes famous. And it's just weird. The sequence is really elegant. It's really nice. But the weird thing is that then, like, you're watching this. And it's so long. It's, like, 15 or 20 minutes. And then it just goes back. And he's like, so that's my idea. <laughs> and then, and then, 
and then like the big punchline is the movie execs like i can't really visualize it but that was the most elaborate number in yeah, the picture yeah. it's a funny movie i don't know it's like the uh, to me it's like the ultimate feel-good movie mm-hmm. it's just like laughs every second a little song and a little dance a little hoo-ha ha 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 and then uh, the movie's over and everyone has a good time <laughs> there you go yeah from the f- like five minutes i watched <laughs> of the movie i could tell that it was like i, I was laughing already at the at the beginning it's, it's so happy go lucky it's just infectious you yeah know? it's it's you know you know watch it on a rainy day and and you'll be singing in the rain shout out to all my rain heads out there <laughs> I think that's all I watched. Uh, I also saw, well, of course, every week I watch the movie of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that was it. All right. Um, yeah. What about you? I saw Pearl and I saw Shadow of the Vampire. Oh, that's the Wilm Dafoe. Which one was more better? Pearl by far. Holy oh, so the crap. oh, so it was, was rough, eh? Yeah, the Wilm Dafoe one in a word, embarrassing. Uh, but so I'll start with the Pearl. Pearl is good. Uh, I recommend that you go see it. You didn't, you didn't see it the other day. No, I no. didn't see it. Um, don't curb your enthusiasm a bit don't go into it ex- oh, that's that's really good when you say lower your expectations before you go in the film just yes don't expect it to be x2 it is its own thing it's a different movie but connected universally yeah. um i would liken it more to uh, american psycho where it's really a character study like okay. pearl is the antagonist as well as a protagonist of the story mm-hmm. and there isn't like external factors making like a rising action nothing yeah. like that um it's all inside um and she doesn't like she's at the farmhouse and she leaves to do a couple of things so it may seem like the movie falls short like it she doesn't have like a lot of tasks to do but i do think stuff happens in the movie um uh the the colors are great in it everything pops really really nice like in a way i can't describe just the reds are vivid the blues of the skies are like royal it looks good um, the soundtrack throughout is all like orchestral, like, I, I'm not an expert, like, I'm just gonna spitball like 40s style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the movie has said 1918. Uh, I think that's when it was, anyways. Uh, yeah, because World War One is just ending. Um, that's when World War One ended, right? Y- y- yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. what were we gonna say? I was gonna say um that was one thing with the movie it was the setting I'm like so the late so Pearl and X was like oh because that takes place That's in the seventies I always forget that yeah yeah also did you know that Mia Goth plays Pearl in X I only found that rec- I only found that out recently because I was like oh who played that haggard old lady yeah and I was thinking like well one who had to be subjected to being like oh my god look how disgusting <laughs> this woman is. And what else was she been in? No, it was just makeup. Yeah. It's weird that um, they didn't... That was weird because they didn't really make that a... That's the kind of thing that there's, like, a lot of publicity for. Mm-hmm. It's like they put Colin Farrell in, like, a, a fat suit. And they're like, dude, he has transformed himself <laughs> as the penguin. And they have to mention that in every interview. Yeah, yeah. And then in this, I didn't even know until, like, a year later that it was 
that was a young lady in that cut. It was really good makeup. I feel like after seeing Pearl, the media is kind of selling Mia Goth short because she's a very good actress. Yeah, well, especially considering that she pulled double duty in the last movie yeah. and didn't even know. Yeah, it's she's pretty damn good. And in this movie, like she's a star of it. I mean, she was a star of X, but here her acting chops are on full display. There's one part without spoiling anything where someone asks her, like, you know. Sp- tell me your thoughts essentially and then she spills all of her beans and she does it in this unending like seriously like four or five minute maybe that's exaggerating but that's how long it felt like five minute long um shot the still shot of her just monologuing uh, without any cuts and she's just going through the emotions she's emoting just so well like man she's a really good actress and it's weird because you know like DiCaprio will be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like people just coom over that but then she she has this amazing performance and everyone is just like sleeping on it it's so weird yeah it's like the horror they they never give horror well they never give horror the props it deserves but yeah. they also never give the performances the props it deserves and and I mean they can you can get some really good ones I remember people were people some people were saying that I remember when hereditary came out like yeah. tony collette should have had some accolades or something yeah. but no it's just not what they do so weird the one thing i'll say without this isn't a spoiler really but it's so it said 1918 when like influenza was a big deal mm. and Co- so it's uh politically oh yeah so what about the vietnam war <sighs> Uh, hasn't happened yet, but they could be calling forward to it. Okay. Um, but I during COVID, I was like, man, there's going to be so many movies and like pieces of music about this era. So it's nice that like a horror movie kind of jumped the gun and got their spin on that out first. However, I, it does get a bit heavy-handed, and it really yeah, like just how they like constantly mention it throughout like influenza all the masks all this stuff that's kind of it gets kind of odd but i'll let you see it it's a good movie in my opinion um quickly shadow the vampire is embarrassing i thought it was just gonna be willem dafoe as like orlock and it was just gonna be a remake of nosferatu no what it is is a historical fiction piece where they say well what if he actually was a vampire in real life uh, like Max Shrek was actually a vampire. Oh, okay, I see. Uh, and then they they filmed the movie around him, and he's an actual vampire. Um, the motivations in the movie don't make any sense. Uh, Carrie Elwes and John Malkovich—they're doing just the worst German accent <laughs> you've ever heard in your life oh my god is it bad you have to have a bad accent in a dracula movie like they're continuing the legacy <laughs> or maybe it was before bram stoker's dracula of before of, of keanu <laughs> they're continuing the story tradition and you know maybe some people say bella lugosi's thing is kind of campy see it's part of the, you got to do it uh what's also weird is that carrie elwes is in both movies and he kind of plays the same character <laughs> who is he in uh bram stoker's he's one of the love interests of the uh the ginger haired lady oh um the lady that could uh lucy yeah the one who gets turned into a yeah, vampire yeah yeah, yeah 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 there's him and then there's like the all-american texan guy yeah there's some third guy yeah 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 i remember that um yeah wow that movie that movie really sucked. <laughs> How many bags would he give it of popcorn? <laughs> three, three bags for that movie. <laughs> That's rough. M- moving on? 
Um, that's all. That's my. That's all I've got. All right, let's talk about another movie, uh, The Phantom. This is uh, a comic book based movie, uh, in the same vein as like The Rocketeer and maybe like Dick Tracy. Where yeah. Like, oh, this is based on a comic, huh? It's not Spider Man. It's not Batman. It's The Phantom. What? Well, Phantom's a household name. Come on. <laughs> you had. Don't even lie. You had. Um, underoos of the <laughs> Phantom when you were a kid. Oh, for sure. Don't even cap. Um, Billy Zane stars as a Phantom. He's this guy living in the jungle, protecting stuff. artifacts and stuff. Stuff. Um, there's this evil uh, capitalist. He wants these three skulls: a jade one, a silver one, and a gold one. Mm-hmm. Put them together. You have the power of the sun in the palm of your hand. <laughs> And That's what I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> they even say something very they close to it some, at one point. They say some shit like where that. Where he's like, I have ultimate power in my hands or it's something. Like, right, okay. Um, yeah. If <laughs> I had to describe this movie in one word, I don't think I've ever done this because it seems kind of mean, but this movie really is stupid. I'm going to be honest with you. This stupid? It's so stupid. Um, they, they do camp. They're trying to do like adventure camp like indiana jones is what i kept relating it to the whole time yeah but uh they do it stupid like they do it more stupider than indiana jones uh does kind of an embarrassing movie uh what, what did you think sorry what do you think of it? um yeah yeah you know what it <laughs> it is a bit of a stupid picture i'm gonna be honest with you i thought it was like aggressively mediocre <laughs> this is Okay, look. Let, let's start. Let's start with the good stuff. Okay, you know, shout out to Billy Zane. Um, listen. Okay, because okay, so this is the story: is that the Phantom, yeah, he's a crime fighter. The Phantom is basically just like he's just a superhero, but he's just a guy who wears spandex and a mask, and he's got no powers. Shoots guns. He yeah, he just has a gun. This was like he was like one of the heroes that bridged the gap between like Tarzan and Batman. Mm-hmm. I guess he still lives in the jungle. And yeah, he's the, the the plot is is pretty, you know. All right, it's just they got a. There's an evil businessman. Yep. And he wants to get all the skulls to have ultimate epic power, and the Phantom can't let that happen. And along the way, he has a plucky love interest and a little a little uh, boy that helps him. <laughs> He's the guy like an Alfred, but it's like yep. a uh, it's like a little guy. And he's got a dog and a horse. Okay, so the first Bill. Okay, let's talk about Billy Zane. Okay, Billy Zane. He does he look good in this? Yeah, he looks good. Yes, they he's... do. They do the suit pretty straightforward. Shout out to them for that. They didn't add any extra grit. They would have done that now. They wouldn't have done that straight. Um, he his performance it, it's wooden. Yes. Okay, but you have to understand that it's almost it's kind of funny because <laughs> because of all the camp elements in this film and I think a problem with this movie is that it doesn't do the the balance is wrong. Yeah. Um he kind of strikes the right tone where he'll just walk into a situation ladies ladies and start on taiwan and then just lady points a gun at him and they said don't point a gun in the jungle and he takes the gun like it's like he doesn't, it's like he doesn't give a fuck he does all the posturing right so like he has the right 
mannerisms. And then he just kind of plays, I don't know, like this weirdly oblivious, maybe stupid, <laughs> maybe if that's a word we have to use, character. He kind of works for me. It's not great performance, but he kind of works in the title world role for me. The only thing that I didn't particularly like is that there's no difference between him and the Phantom. Yeah, that's true. Where, the- like, Peter Parker, when he becomes Spider-Man, there, he may say some, like, little awkward things. But, but then, I'm not. But then he drops bangers, like, I'm not. Um, <laughs> or, like, Batman, you know, he's he is Bruce Wayne during the day, Batman during the night. He's he, There's... The suit does nothing, and like, it's just why would he protect his identity when he's just a guy living in some cave? What identity is there to protect? Uh, because because it's a father and son legacy, so he wants to be able to send his son off to college without getting his book slapped out of his hands for being the Phantom Son. Right. Um, you're right about that, and it's funny because a spoiler at the end, um, he sort of gets the lady to have a kiss. <laughs> And she's like, take your mask off, Kit. And he's like, oh? Uh? it's like, come on now, son. Okay. First of all, you're wearing a domino mask and that's it. Second of all, didn't did we, you used to date this lady? I think she would know. She knows your build. I mean, half your face is showing. You don't she knows how it, She doesn't change his voice. Nothing. It's silly. Um... Okay, this is the thing. The script for this sucks balls. Some of the dialogue in this is absolutely horrendous. Like... I, I'm trying to think of some. Um, sometimes it's so bad it's good. I agree. Like um, when there's this guy Quill, and Quill killed the current Phantom's dad, who is the previous Phantom, mm-hmm. and so he's like a secondary antagonist. There's also this evil businessman named Drax, who I'll get to in a second. And um, Quill goes to Drax, and he says, "I killed the Phantom, but he's not dead." And then he said, "That doesn't make sense." <laughs> That made me laugh. Same. There's some shit like that in the movie that's good, but then sometimes the movie is just like, it's not camp, it's just like actually bad. Like the scene where he uses the skull, and you're right about the Indiana Jones thing. And at first I was like, well, that's just because these are pulp tropes. It's like, oh, the mystic artifact. Oh, the jungle adventure. But then you watch the movie and you're like, no, they're just, they're ripping stuff from Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, like the first scene is like an inversion of the Raiders scene where it's like, except the the natives are the good guys like you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, explores yeah. it the guy with the fedora is not a nice guy yeah 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 um it, like there's the scene where he uses the skull to find out where the location of the third skull is like in Indiana Jones when they <laughs> use the scepter and he says the skulls have spoken and like shit like that and it's just like that wasn't quite right it didn't really work for me um, I looked at the, the development of the movie, and this movie had two chances to be good before it ended up being not. Oh. Because um, apparently Sergio Leone wanted to do this movie. Really? Uh, yeah, which would have been Kino. <laughs> and that, but he died, and it didn't happen. Yeah. And then they did this movie, and initially it was going to be more tongue-in-cheek than it is. And the problem with this movie is that it straddles that line, but mostly it's just like a nineteen nine, like late nineties, early two thousands, like ad- family adventure movie. Kind of like the Mummy, almost. It's like the Mummy, but like not. It's not even that good. It's like no. fucking uh, Brendan Fraser's George of the Jungle or some <laughs> shit like that. You know what I mean? 
Where it's just like, oh, brother, they got the property. They're just going to put it out. They're going to have an action sequence. The trailer's going to look okay, and they're going to pull in money. I'm pretty sure this thing made shit money. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it had to have, because I know they're going to do Because who, who the fuck cares about the Phantom? No. I don't think Billy Zane was that big of a draw, okay? Um, the Yeah, the script is silly, and the plot, it's like, who cares? They just, they just move from set piece to set piece. Some of the action is like, it's all right. It's like, you know, high concept pulp stuff and it's okay. Um, effects wise, it's a real mixed bag for yeah, me. Like the beginning of the movie, they had this huge set piece where like this car is dangling from a broken bridge over top of a ravine. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Yeah. And then as it goes on. Then, yeah, it's like, so they have some good set and some good practical effects and good costume. It's like a period piece, so it's like, you know, it's decent at that. It feels like the 30s. Then they'll have, like, the most egregious screens, green screen I've ever seen. I just want to show you one scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry to the audience who can't see this, but they're on the plane, and there's just one scene where there's green screen and a stunt double, and it's so, so bad, my immersion for the film was shattered like a glass pane against a sledgehammer. Wait, just wait, Lucas. Just wait. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. What the fuck is that? There's like, and there's like a couple parts like that. Like, there's just, in the climax of the film, they go to like the fucking, they go find some pirates or some shit in a cave. <laughs> whatever who who gives a fuck and then like they have like explosions like okay good practical explosions and then they just have one green screen explosion come over onto like most of the screen like why did you do that (laughs) so it's like a mixed bag where it's like I guess they're getting into I guess this is like around the time where they're gonna use CG and stuff more and when it's the movie's authentic it, it looks pretty good Roger Ebert apparently really liked this movie. He said this is one of the best. I saw that. He said it was one of the best looking movies in a while. I don't know about that. It must have been pretty dire in the 90s. I don't know. I don't know about that. But yeah, it does have a... At times, it maintains its authentic period piece look. And there's some charm in that. A lot of the charm in this, I'm guessing, is just the pulp adventures. um, and, And the kind of camp setting. And it's like, you know, they there's like the... There's like this German lady or something, and she has female sky barons. You know, that's kind of fun. They, cool, you know. Um, the the part in the screenplay that I like the least, um, they had this this female villain. She's one of the B villains, <laughs> and Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, and she's in the car with, uh, was it? Krista or something? What's the lady's name? Uh, Diana. But what's what's the actress's oh, name? Uh, Christy Swanson. Christy Swanson. Who was great in Buffy? I don't like her that no. much here. No, she sucks here. Yeah. She actually, oh. I'll, I'll get, okay, you say first and then I'll get to that. But the, the most embarrassing part of this, this movie for me was um, Diana tries or she succeeds in like changing... Um, what was the evil woman's name like sala or something she she changes sala over to the good side by asking her, like do you care about anything dude <laughs> that was another example she's like haha she they're kidnapping her and she's in the back and they're like don't worry and she's like don't worry the phantom will be dead soon and she's like what's wrong with you why are you so mean all the time <laughs> 
like don't you care about anything and i was like what like that's the, that's the point where i was like okay this is like it's really towing the line um if that's like the kind of thing where it's like it feels like they rewrote the script that was gonna because like there's no way they had a grown actress say that to another grown actress and she and stops and she really thinks about it no and then the scene is serious it's not even I like a about anything it's like the staging of that scene or that moment is not like f- funny and then she actually converts later and yes. it's like she's like we girls gotta stick together <laughs> she punches out this guy that's creeping on her one of the pirates it's oh my god <laughs> like Oh, I don't know. I want to talk. So yeah, 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 yeah. There's, yeah. So I talked about Billy Zane. He's like, um, he can be, he's not like terrible, but he's like so wooden that it's like actually okay and acceptable. Especially because the Phantom is just a weird figure anyway. It kind of fits. He lives in a skull cave in Africa and he has a dog named Devil and shit. <laughs> like, what is up with him? Christy Swanson in this, she's pretty bad. She plays like the kind of. She kind of plays, well, she plays like the uh, Miriam in Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> except she's not w- at all convincing as like the very strong-willed no. woman. Um, I- I'm going to give her props because like the the script was doing her no favors. Uh, it, like it was especially in the interrogation scene when she gets it captured initially by Salah that I was like, wow, this is really not working. She's like, you're not going to get anything from me, you know? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, brother. Yeah. Um. So she, like, I'm not going to fault her too much for it, but she's kind of like, the romance is, yeah, you can guess how invested we were in that. Let's talk about the villain. Oh, um, please. <laughs> he's a bit of a high talker. Um. He's a little based, okay? <laughs> he's like, he's like classic businessman, but like charismatic businessman. He's like, he's like kind of like a Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes to show how evil he is, he'll just kill his underlings in hilarious ways. Like for some reason, he has a microscope that when you look in it, spikes come out, presumably just to, um, blind people that he doesn't like. Yeah. There's like a library. He's asking for archives from a librarian. He's like, did you tell anybody about this? And he's like, no, of course not. And he says, look in the microscope. And it says, liar. And then he pokes his eyes out. And That's then, so elaborate, too, because you have to orient the liar in a way so it um, becomes right side up when you look at it. And then the blades also have to come. Somehow you have to be able to see. And then blades also come it's out. Like the, it's like it. the glass comes back and the blades come out. Also, he's like, can you look into this microscope for an experiment I'm doing? <laughs> That's like another example of the terrible dialogue. And he's just like, okay. And it's like, what? <laughs> what? He's like a businessman. What is what is he doing? Um, or like in another scene where in a classic, this is like a classic uh, villain trope. It's like the one guy at the board meeting who's like, oh, I can't. This is, this is from Spider-Man. Although this was before Spider-Man where it's like, ah, this is ridiculous. I, I won't buy into this. And they're like, okay. Dude, um, this is my you'll pay. You'll movie. pay for your life. The guy picks up a spear, a decorative spear he has, and he throws it at the guy, and it pales him in the back, and then <laughs> insta kills him. It insta kills him, and he's like, ah, I uh, got a, such a crick. Oh no, I, str- I strained myself. The guy, he maybe is the like he maybe works the best in terms of the. Sil- balancing the sil- like he's just silly mm-hmm. but he kind of works as a villain because you have secondary villains that are more serious you have Quill 
who was just kind of played straight as like a thug and then later you have these pirate guys who are badass and you have this guy just camping about like he's got a hilarious cut and stash he looks um i don't know just the way he acts i kind of dug him mm-hmm. even though like it's not good and his lines are terrible <laughs> um he just gets blown up by the phantom him and the phantom if you want to know the movie how their their rivalry is finished they have a harry potter fight <laughs> yep. where he gets all the skulls and he's like and he kills quill accidentally yep so the Phantom, by the way, doesn't, in this moment where he's supposed to redeem his, well, you know, he gets his redemption because he beats Quill, but he doesn't kill him. So he's still the good guy, right? Yeah. He kills Quill accidentally, and then he's like, whoa, I got the power of the sun in my palm, man. Then he's shooting a ray. And then the Phantom's like, huh, I've always had this ring. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. They always said it was for protection. I didn't know what they meant until now. And then he shoots, and then they're just going like this. They're pointing at each other. Yeah. They're pointing at each other, and then, boom, Avada Kedavra. He has more power, <laughs> and he he disintegrates Drax. His name is Xander Drax. At one point, he... Ta- See, there's even, like, a self-aware moment. He's like, Xander Drax. It's, it starts and ends with <laughs> X. You know? I wish the movie leaned into more of that. I think it, I wish it was more satirical like that. Like... Because the subject matter is ridiculous and it's a throwback to pulps, like you either have to make this a good movie or you can make it an okay movie and have and be in on the joke. Yeah. Um, and this movie does neither because it's not good. And then it kind of just has one foot in the door of we don't really care about this. We're just having a laugh. Yeah, it also bookends with the monologue, which I'm going to assume was just added in. I don't, it, it's really odd because like he gets a girl, but then she leaves to go back. And I guess I'm going to assume that the studio thought that audiences wouldn't understand that he was going to like pursue her still. Like so it was that, a sad ending yeah. because they don't get together. Yeah. Mm. So they add this monologue where his dad, who has like schizophrenic visions of the whole movie, um, the Phantom's dad, um, it has this monologue where it talks about how they're going to get together still. It's it's so odd. Yeah. Um, and then it just... He's like, haha, my stupid son let that girl go. But don't worry. <laughs> In the next movie... Well, apparently, I also uh, there were two sequels yeah, planned. Yeah. And they were like, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> it made shit money. Um, yeah, oh, I, also, I almost forgot about the dad who, yeah, he just... He just talks to his the ghost of his dad, and everyone's like, huh? Who are you talking to, crazy guy? That's another thing that it was like, it, it kind of made the f- character of the Phantom kind of funny to me, mm-hmm. is that Billy Zane is playing him straight, and then he's also like, like kind of crazy, yeah. and not just because he lives in a skull cave or whatever. <laughs> um, what was, um, what broke my immersion again was he talks to his dad, um, who apparently died like a few years earlier as the Phantom. His dad is old as shit. Okay, no wonder he got killed as the Phantom. He looked like a geriatric. He was like sixty or more years old. You, there's. I wanted to see him in the suit, and then let yeah, me see yeah. if I can believe that. Okay, silly. Um, what else? What else does this movie have in it? I I just want to say that I think this movie would be better if 
it was inspired by the Phantom. I I I don't if this is faithful to the source material, I don't even I don't think the source material is that good. Like I would rather the Phantom be this like jungle dweller who who is just like totally involved in the culture of these tribes around him and that motivates him to protect their culture and rather than like my dad my dad owed them a life debt so now i am going to continue that debt for some reason you know well you know what i also read that they they wanted to not have it be like that i think because it was deemed I think it's like it was racially insensitive to have like oh the white savior and not guy. Ha- not have him be white as as well. But the, that was the th- but the Phantom is white. Okay, <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna blackwash the Phantom. So they didn't want to do that. I also kind of agree it would have been better because like he gets to New York and it's like oh brother you know like it was kind of cool when he was like the best scene is him in the jungle taking mm-hmm. down these bad guys on his on a steed yeah with his pistol. Yeah, that stuff is cool, but I guess they couldn't because of politics. Uh, it's unfortunate, but you know, it's the liberal society we live in. Um, yeah, it's like it's just um, the Phantom. I think it's like apparently the supernatural elements of this are not. Apparently, the Phantom stories are actually quite realistic. Oh, really? As in, like, they're, like, grounded. They don't have weird mystic shit like they did in this. Which I think, once again, they just stole that shit from Indiana Jones. <laughs> hey. No, like, they really <laughs> they really did. Like, and that's that's unfortunate because there's... You can do pulp without it being Indiana Jones. <laughs> and it can also be good. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the whole mystic thing. The thing with the Shang Brotherhood. I was, like, zoning out in this movie. There's stupid symbol which is just like it's like this it's like a, a spider cr- web but it's like shittily drawn I, I i looked at the symbol and i was like that symbol sucks like yeah, use a symbols like you know a little swirl or something maybe some symmetry maybe some symmetry maybe yeah. something menacing you look at that and you're like that looks like a temporary tattoo you I get on Halloween. You get on Halloween. Yes. What what is up with that? Yeah. It's this and it's like this just this loose coalition of evil people essentially. <laughs> and because like Xander's like, hey, I'm part of the Brotherhood too, and these pirates are like, mm, so, mm who are you? <laughs> He's like, Hey, I'm Xander with two X's, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um I liked them. That's the silly dandy character they have. That's just like a f- um, who just is trying for Diana. Mm-hmm. He is th- that character is Billy Zane's character in Titanic, where he's the rich guy and the lady's like whatever. But yeah, there's like yeah. a cool rugged guy right here. It was the hero that's of our true. story. <laughs> he's he's just funny because like he's like you know I had the urge to go rescue from the jungle and she's like why didn't you and he's like mm, I had a I played a couple tennis games and had a frozen gin just the feeling passed <laughs> just based I don't know he has he has a lot of jokes just about him being rich he's like oh yeah I remember that skull um I was at my birthday party my parents had a room rented oh yeah I was at the Museum of Modern Art I was like oh, you know it's classic there's some there's a couple of good jokes and barbs here um it's not supposed to be like an action comedy it's just more like a straight action adventure with some with some moments of levity in it but i think the movie it should have just leaned into that man i'm sorry to tell the movie what it should have done instead of just accepting it as it is but 
this movie doesn't work that well as it is. Yeah. And it, and I can very easily see it working. I like the cult appeal of this. I feel like is the people mourning that lost concept of the movie. Well, like one of other than seeing Billy Zane in a per, skin tight purple suit, kind of like punch people. Like, what's the appeal? Probably the appeal is that the stuff that we think is stupid, they think is camp. Because camp and like stupid. I, Honestly, it's like you just know it when you see it. It's it's pretty subjective. Like we like um, Flash Gordon, right? Yeah. But someone else might see them. This is stupid. This is stupid. And so corny. they yeah. probably just they just see that stuff as genuine fun camp. But even then, like the, I still think the script is weak. It's it's and bad. The acting is is weak as well. Yeah. But, but anyways. The two leads, the, like the two leads, don't turn in a good performance, and you're actually supposed to care about their romance. I, I, oi, oi, Um, you know, shout out to the costume designers. Looks cool. Remember when we watched The Gods Must Be Crazy, and then they had like white saviors in it, and they also had a romance too. I can't forgot. I almost forgot about that, bro. <laughs> I fucking almost forgot about that. Now I'm remembering. And he chases after the car and shit. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, and, and like, go- building on my idea of what this movie should be, like, get rid of the purple suit. It looks, what? It looks so stupid. Like That's the point. The Phantom, he's supposed to be the ghost of the jungle, not sticking on, like, a sore thumb in the jungle. <laughs> he should be in, like... Well, that's what's kind of funny. It's like he's the Phantom, but he's a white guy in a purple suit in the jungle. On a, a white on horse. On a white horse with a wolf by his side is, like, the most conspicuous <laughs> thing possible. That's, like, kind of funny. I'm, I'm glad they stick stuck to that, because if the movie's not gonna be if the movie's not gonna be better than it is then at least uh, be at least a little bit unashamed of the source material okay is it great source material maybe not but you know what without the phantom you wouldn't have batman and superman and aquaman and (laughs) spider-man and um other men and women (laughs) in tight clothing yeah, apparently he was the first to have skin tight spandex and that mask. What year did Fantastic Four come out in? Old oh, sixties. He was like he debuted in like the mid thirties. Oh, you're talking comics. Yes, yes. He he was like in a comic strip too. Apparently that strip is still running. Which is like I don't know which paper you have to subscribe to to see the fan. I never I've never read a Phantom strip in my life. Maybe it's in, like, Bengala or something. <laughs> That's not a real country. In the fictional country of Bengala they publish. Yeah, I bet so. Yeah. Uh, this movie... Yeah, it's not good. How many bags are you going to give it? You know, while watching, I was feeling, like, five. But ultimately, I think if you ask me about this movie in a few months, I'm still going to think it was kind of stupid. So, four bags. I, like, yeah, it's going to be two out of five for me. It's, like maybe i went in expecting too much um we i I remember when we were looking at it we're like yeah this looks cool it's got billy zane slam evil awesome tagline (laughs) and i think like this isn't even like this is like a low tier version of the rocketeer yeah where that one has genuine heart and this one is uh they made it why who is this for (laughs) i don't really know phantom heads I think it's for like 
Yeah, it's for phantom heads, I guess. But I think in the year 1996, they would have been um, too old to really appreciate this film. Look at these PNGs that they've put over the skull's eyes. Yeah, it's like cut see, off there. seriously, every time they st- every time they don't use a practical when they use the practical effects, cool, looks good, good production value. <laughs> as soon as they don't, wow, sucks, looks bad, looks really bad. Holy moly! Like seriously, they have the scene. Yeah, he says the skulls are spoken. I'm like, didn't like what? <laughs> the shitty line. <laughs> There's so many lines like that where it's like it's not so bad. It's good. It's just so bad. Yeah, like yeah. I can't I can't gel with this even in a funny way. So. So okay, next episode we're gonna be kicking off horror month. Last time we had a themed month um, was for sci-fi month, and there was five Mondays in that month, and I gave you the bonus Monday. Um, this time I'm taking the bonus Monday, so I'm gonna have three picks. That's okay. Now, as we know, these are unvetoable. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, except under no. Yeah. Well, look at it. Let's just It's tradition. So I have... (laughs) I have one... It's not tradition. You just made that rule. It's tradition. Don't worry. So we have uh, Night of the Living Dead. I want to do a double feature, but just talk about the Savini one. Okay, yes. Um, But... And then we'll just watch a Romero one again. Just to compare, maybe. And I'd like to watch all of these horror movies together if our schedules permit. Yes. That'd be fun. Um, so next I, I'll give you a choice, but I kind of want you to pick one of them. Um, the new Hellraiser's coming out, so I thought that we could do a viewing of, uh, the original as well as the new one. When is the new one out? Uh, the fifth or something like okay, that. Okay, so it'll be out, like, for, like, at least second, second week. Yeah, it's, well, it's gonna be on Disney Plus, so. Okay, okay. You can just watch it whenever. That, or we do... Um, a double feature of Psycho, the Hitchcock, and the Vince Vaughn. That that's a tough choice. Um, the fucking Vince, I have been wanting to see the Vince Vaughn Psycho. <sighs> Come back to that. Well, what's your? Do you ha- you have another choice that's that's final? Yeah, the last one will be Vampiros Lesbos, which we will be Come watching. Come on, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, and you want to watch that one together? Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. Kinda, we'll literally massage each other's cocks and Vampiro's lesbos. What do you think? Okay, you know what? I'm down for the cock massaging. Um, for the for the hell, ra- you fuck it. Fine, we'll do Vampiro's lesbos. I don't have to hear about it anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, for the Hellraiser psycho, I don't. What are you leaning towards? Because I, I honestly, I'm really down to do both. Personally, like, the Hellraiser, because I'm just sort of interested to see that movie. I I will say that it's more likely, um, there's no, well, the Vince Vaughn Psycho, is that cult? It's like Shaw for Shaw remake. Somebody has to have fetishized that already, right? Yeah, well, I think the show isn't just cult. I mean, we're doing Land Speed, no one's heard of that fucking movie. Like, cult and just, like, I, I like to do movies that have just been lost to time. Like, nobody knows about this Vince Vaughn Psycho. You know what? Um, I have a feeling that Vince Vaughn Psycho won't be enough to talk about because they'll just be like, wow, it's Vince Vaughn doing the same thing <laughs> as the other guy. Yeah. Um, six years, uh, 30 years earlier, but it's shitty. 
Maybe we'll just watch that together on Halloween that, or something. That's what I was thinking. So I want to. I'll say Hellraiser for the review, but I would like to watch uh, Vince Vaughn Psycho. Maybe yep. we can have that as an aside sure. at some point. Sure. Yeah. And yours? Uh, so mine will be. I have two esteemed picks. Nice. That I deliberated over for a long time. Yep. Um, we have to do it. Uh, we have to do Rocky Horror Picture. Nice. Uh, we have to get it over with. Yep. I have to watch it again. I saw I saw last year. Uh, admittedly, it was over Netflix party, and I was really sleepy. <laughs> so the last half is foggy. So yeah, this yeah. will really be like the first real time. I'm seeing it at the park theater, but I forget what date. I saw that that sold out, and they had to do a second screening. Oh, really? Yes. Damn. Because the, the picture heads... <laughs> The Rockheads are really, they really love that. Yep. So we'll do that. That's a fun picture. And we're also going to do Trick or Treat because um, that is apparently a great movie and it's an anthology. And what did, what did they say on Ron Tomatoes? They said it had gusto. Yeah. I like in my movies with gusto. So uh, we'll be doing Trick or Treat um lucas feel free to distribute these as you please over the next five weeks you want me to yeah it doesn't matter my uh, order, the order doesn't matter to me and maybe we... maybe save the best one for um that since halloween falls on a monday well you know what seeing how we usually I, okay i think we should do for the final monday we should do night of the living dead because that's a great Halloween pick, and also it was our first episode, comes, so comes full circle. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do that. So that'll be the last one for the first one. Um, so we the, okay. The second week we could do Hellraiser. First week we could do one of yours, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, Hellraiser, Vampiros Lesbos, <laughs> good movie, uh, Rocky Horror, and then Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be Kino. Man, like, we watched like so many shitty vampire movies. What's another one? Well, we should well, rewatch The Hunger with <laughs> David Bowie. That was a good one. Remember when? No, I don't. I literally don't remember anything except the beginning where they bring a couple home and they're like, "Hey, let's swing," and then they're like, "Nah, we're just gonna eat you." <laughs> and then the ending where he's in the box the box forever yeah. or something everyone turns there's like people turning to dust or something everything between that is honestly foggy that movie was so dull remember he goes to like the hospital <laughs> no i remember he goes to the hospital and he waits a long time <laughs> for her to the point where he dies i don't know if that was like social commentary on winnipeg hospitals <laughs> or something i don't know what the that, that okay that you know what extra bag to the hunger because that is sharp social commentary about our wait times at the hospital right now okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, I think that's a movie that we've t- we talk about the most. The hunger it just turned into a movie that we reference because it's just it's just a nice uh, it's just emblematic of all the movies we do that are just like what the f- like all right and then you move <laughs> on and it leaves no mark on you. There's see there's other movies. The hunger you only remember because it got Bowie in it. There's probably other movies that you you'll bring up and I go oh yeah we did Labyrinth. that. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, that also has Bowie. Oh yeah, they also do stuff. I see even that. I remember fucking puppets. I can see his dick through his through his <laughs> leggings. Yep. I don't remember anything else. Uh, and then I have another episode to announce. So uh, we got land speed here. This is <laughs> that'll be the first week in November. Yep. Good way to kick off. Um, November. It's good racing month, like maybe. <laughs> I got this movie off of eBay. Uh, if you want, if you watch along with the show, I mean, good luck seeing this. <laughs> uh, it was. It literally is nowhere. It has no bonus features. Uh, so if you're a coffin, we will um, just write us, and we'll try to mail it, and we'll try to schedule it all for all the fans who want to borrow the copy. <laughs> so then, like, we're gonna need it now and then you know we'll see what we can do about lending it there's two synopsis on the back of the case here that i want to read this is speed kills i don't know if that's an mpi reference or something (laughs) uh it says a flash of color streaks across a flat open expanse of desert it's a rocket car piloted by expert racer michael singer billy zane titanic uh trying to break the land speed world record and win 50 million dollars here's a like a lot of money for a record uh, and then it goes on to say <laughs> seriously yeah two teams are in a heated race for the money and the honor that comes with winning no one has been able to break 1000 miles per hour on land and with so much money what oh and with so much money singer is ready to put his own life on the line to win in a heart-pounding two-man race to reach two to reach fuck to reach Mach 2 the winner might not be the driver who crosses the finish line first but the one who is still alive at the end oh my god two men <laughs> two cars too fast yeah also that episode i'm going i don't know if i'm going to put them together or if we'll just put out two in one week but we're also going i don't even know if i told you this so Surprise you. We're going to be doing an interview uh, with this local filmmaker. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. you told me that. Did I do it? Yeah. Did I? Okay, sweet. Um, I just met him at a party, and he seemed like a chill dude. So uh, I was like, hey, you want to do an interview? He's like, yeah, sure. So I think that'll be cool. That'll be, yes. that'll be interesting to learn about uh, Winnipeg filmmaking. Yeah, eat your heart out, ultrasonic film. Yes. Now we're moving into your sphere. What are yeah. you going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. We watch cool movies like Vampiros Lesbos. Yeah, we watch cool movies. I feel like the movie's just gonna be porn, so that might be a bit awkward to watch with the boys, but we watched uh, fucking Shame together, so anything's possible. <laughs> that was so base. Sometimes I think, like, wow, that was such a good time watching Shame in my living room in the middle of the day with Luke. And you know what? That was a damn good picture, too. <laughs> that was a damn good movie. <sighs> Anything else? Um, narp. Listening to this episode, be it the pre, post, or just plain old fashioned rags.
send us a movie recommendation on our Instagram at C-O-T Podcast, C-O-T Podcast, and we'll review it on the show. Shake, shake, and may the road rise up to meet your wheels. Was that good enough? Is that the take? Not even close. Take 174, rolling 3, 2, 1...